It is Thursday, November 14th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who demands to be saluted in the hallway, J.P. Shepard. Welcome in, Jaguars Happy Hour from the Upper West Club at TIAA Bank Field. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Leon Searcy. We've got quite a program today coming up for you from the Salute to Service Month. We're upstairs today because of St. Michael's Soldiers. They're putting care packages together for troops. Jim Signorelli with St. Michael's Soldiers with us now at Fields Cadillac. Good to see you, Jim. What's hey, up, JP. man? Thanks for How coming in today. Good, Jim. Good to have you here. And uh, this is, uh, you know, when we saw this event, I'm like, you know, okay, it's care packages. It's going to be a few people milling around some tables. But we're in the Upper West Club here. There's all kind of volunteers. The entire team's coming up tonight, right? Uh, absolutely. Last year we did this for about 250 care packages with about 30 volunteers and six players. Uh, Jags reached out and said, let's blow it up for huddle for 100. And now we're looking at 1,000 care packages, 250 volunteers, and the entire roster. So really kind of a kink for us, for sure. Well, who exactly do the care, care packages go to? They go deployed all over the year. They go all over all over the world. The Afghanistan, Bahrain, Japan, anybody that requests a package. Sometimes their COs will request packages, and they're all Christmas-based. They got a nice car, nice snacks, just to something to warm up their feelings at the holidays. Yeah, it's, it's got to always be special during the holidays, especially with Thanksgiving coming around and Christmas coming around for soldiers that's deployed overseas to get a care package. What motivated you to put this kind of a program together? You know, this is our 10th year of the Stuffing Stockings for Soldiers program. And, uh, you know, Kath used to send them civically. He used to send them to Boy Scout troops, relatives, stuff like that that were out there. And uh, she got a calling to do it full time. And we've been shipping them ever since. And, and sometimes it's the only thing somebody gets. And sometimes it's they get multiple things. And she's heard letters and stories of stuff that said, you know, I, I didn't open it because Christmas was coming. And I knew it would be the only thing I got. The letters and the pictures and all the stuff we get back is absolutely incredible, guys. Uh, it was pretty, pretty unique uh, coming up here just a minute ago. On every table up here, first of all, you got the box the, the, where all the boxers and the care packages are going to get stuffed with all kinds of goodies. But then on all the tables up there, there, there are cards. And so everybody can choose to fill out a card. I saw Tom Coughlin filling out a Absolutely. card on my way up here. Absolutely. So tell people what the card is all about. So the card's a personal note from who's ever packing these boxes. So tonight's really kind of unique. We're going to be able – everybody's going to work every station. So somebody's going to make a box. Somebody's going to do the bubble wrap. Someone's going to put some biofreeze in a bag. Someone's going to make a candy bag. Someone's going to write a card. Somebody's going to pack a box. And everybody's going to get to touch every level of this care package and get and send some love overseas for sure. Is this the biggest care package event you guys have had? Oh, by far. The most we've ever done in a day is probably 250, 300 <laughs> to try to organize this many volunteers and, and do it mobile. We usually do it at the dealership, you know, and it's all static. We had to rent trucks and get a lot of stuff, man. It's 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 working out pretty good, though. It's going to pay off for sure. You guys do a lot of stuff, obviously, for deployed troops, as we see here, but you, you also do a lot for first responders in the North Florida and South Georgia areas here. And uh, part of that was the Help Somebody 3 concert this past weekend down in Orange Park. Uh, it was a load of fun, by the way. How was uh, how was the turnout for that show, and, and what did you guys see at the end of the day? Yeah, no, we uh, had fantastic. We sold that Thrasher horn out. Uh, <laughs> 38 Special played an extra half hour because they were having so much fun, and uh, Brett Myers is Brett Myers. I don't know if anybody knows Brett Myers. <laughs> He's a piece of work, yeah, guys. Yes, he is. Uh, he, was, he is, we just call that being Brett, and uh, the Kurt Town Band and my brother-in-law's band, Pintogram, 
really successful night, sold the place out, and made a bunch of money to make this kind of stuff possible. Awesome, man. This is uh, fantastic stuff. We're at uh, the Upper West Club at TIAA Bankfield. Jim Signorelli with us from St. Michael's Soldiers. Fantastic event tonight. A thousand care packages going out, 200 volunteers, and the entire Jaguars roster. Now, that doesn't happen every day, Jim. Well, it's never happened for me. I got, I got to chase 10, 15 guys, and that's a really good night for me. You're right. So, yeah. and, and now you get all 53 plus the, probably the practice squad guys as well. Some coaches I'm sure might have a hand in it too. You'll probably see Doug Marone coming up. That's that's nearly unprecedented. It has to be. Yeah, it's 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 an incredible outpouring of, of feeling for what we're trying to do at the at the holidays for these guys. I mean, you know, if it isn't for them, we they fight for our freedom every day, and without them, you know, we're not here. So let's take care of them at Christmas time. Just been crazy. I, I did see there were some men and women, uh, service men and women, that are here. Absolutely. They're actually the other side of the wall here. Yeah. They're playing video games with players, too, in the pros versus G.I. Joe's venue. So <laughs> it's going on both sides. It's a little ah, crazy. Yeah. So, so what are they playing? They're playing video games. Is, yeah. it, is, it, is it Madden? Let me <laughs> guess. Madden. Madden. Everybody Madden. plays Madden. I saw Madden. Madden. They're playing Madden. Madden. And they are playing Call of Duty, too, I think. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. That, would that be fair? It's probably not fair. Yeah, it's probably not fair <laughs> when you got a, you know, it's probably not fair. men and women of the service. They're probably going to beat the players because yeah, they spend more time think, right? playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what happens. Uh, Jim, great to see you. Well done, and uh, good luck tonight. Let's get these packages out. Man. Fantastic, guys. Thanks you. for having me. Jim Thank Signorelli you. joining us from uh, St. Michael's Soldiers. Uh, Jaguars happy hour rolls along here. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Leon Searcy. Great stuff, man. All, uh, Jim's, Jim and his wife, Kathleen, put on a, a fantastic charity here, and they do a great job with all their events year-round. And uh, This is by far the biggest one yet. The entire team is coming up. Our, uh, let's talk a little football now, guys, shall we? Uh, we'll have some special player guests coming up in just a little bit, but obviously the biggest news this week is Nick Foles is back, and it's his first game back since week one, and it sounds like they haven't really missed a beat with him being in the building, not on the field. Uh, sounds like everybody's kind of ready for him to roll. I, I think a lot of players have talked uh, very highly of Nick Foles and also have talked very highly about how practice has been executed so far. Uh, but the reality is the proof is in the pudding when it comes to game day. And uh, the one thing I think that gives me hope for this football team because the margin for error at this point in the season for the Jaguars now that are sitting at four and five is so small. And can a quarterback who's cold, so to speak, come off of the bench, so to speak, really injured reserve, and fire on all cylinders and lead a team to some victories here down the stretch, which they are sorely needed for this team to get back and play off contention. Uh, most guys, I would say, hey, look, that's, that's too tall of a task, Leon, but yeah. we're talking about Nick Foles, yeah. who's kind of become accustomed to that. Well, I tell you what, to be quite honest with you, for me, this feels like week one all over again. Because week one, the anticipation, Nick Foles, $88 million man, but I think there's some question marks have been answered. We were concerned about the receiving court, the offensive line. Was Leonard Fournette going to be healthy? Will he going to be able to come back? Now, all those are components that are in place right now. Offensive line is playing decent. Leonard's had a banner year running the ball and out of the backfield. The receiving court has been impressive. Now, you're placing Nick Foles and you see what happens. You know, and I used to, I labeled them St. Nick. Because always this time of the year, late November, You're a little December, early, aren't you? No, no, Santa's got to slay well, early. Chris has been in the store since August. You know what are you talking about? So yeah. Santa's got to slay a little early in you know, mid-November. So we're going to see. What, and he has the resume, especially in November. He has the resume of taking over a team, leading them into the playoffs for the last two years. So I think the expectations of the fan base should be high, as well as it is for me. I would like to see what he can do with this team 
uh, moving forward with the next seven games. Right, let's hear what Nick Foles had to say about it. November, December games are big, certainly are for this quarterback. It's harder. It's a lot harder. Um, guys have been playing for a long time. More, more is on the line. Uh, you know, offenses and teams and cultures have been developed. Um, you never know each year the team's developing a culture. It doesn't matter if you have 90% of your team uh, returning. That 10% will affect the culture, and you have to bring them along. So at this point, you know, the cultures have really been created. Um, that's the biggest challenge of stepping back in there and just playing football when it's been a while. Um, but I look forward to the challenge because of the guys I get to step in the huddle with and you know, be with on the sidelines. Yeah, uh, December and November games, uh, as you heard the quarterback say there, are just hard. They're tougher. There's more at stake in December, and it seems like in his past, at least, he's stepped up to that challenge. Well, I, I looked at it like this. It didn't matter really, in my opinion, what Gardner Minshew did against the Houston Texans. I, I think it, you know, whether he had won or not, I think that in this point of the season in November, where the stakes are much higher, where everybody's jockeying for positions in the, for the playoffs, I just think that maybe the organization felt that Nick Foles, if he was healthy after the bye, would give them more of an opportunity to move as far as the games go. I know everybody bought into Minshew made it was it was at the at the at the top of the of the, uh, of the mountaintop when it when it was good. But I think that once you get to this point, see, a lot of men we both played we had playoff runs in November. We understand that the the intensity rises. The speed rises, um, the execution, the attention to detail, all that kind of stuff. I just felt that maybe they would have felt a little bit more comfortable having Nick Foles in that spot than maybe a Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I, I don't know what necessarily would have happened if Minshew had lit it up against Houston. I mean, maybe maybe you stay for another week with Gardner Minshew and then, and then you go to Nick Foles. But I, I think what we saw against Houston – if, if it did or if it didn't impact their decision, I don't know that. We're, we're not involved in that decision-making process, but I think it was very apparent in that game some of the shortcomings that Gardner Minshew has, and a lot of them are experience-related. You know, there, there were some plays that I was able to highlight last week on film to where he missed some things. He missed some open guys. He missed some reads. And then some of the accuracy that cropped up in that ball game, which led to the interceptions, were problematic. And... The one thing I think that the team is excited about is that this offense was custom tailored to Nick Foles. It was built for Nick Foles. Everything that they installed had Nick Foles in mind. They didn't do anything in this offense when they built it that was designed for Gardner Minshew. So I think they're excited to see that in play with Nick Foles behind the ship, so to speak, wheel of, of driving it. And, uh, and I'm excited to watch it. You know, but I still have concerns. You know, it was a non-throwing shoulder clavicle injury. Human nature is, will, will he shy away from contact? Will he stand in there like right. he did when he threw that touchdown sure. pass to DJ mm -hmm. Chark against Kansas City with a big guy bearing down on him? I mean, I don't know. I mean, those are all the things that I think that, that have to be answered on the field of play in Indianapolis. And I think, much like Leon, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about seeing it. I'm excited about seeing how he looks in this offense, how he reacts to coming back from an injury, how his teammates respond to him running the show. Uh, because, you know, look, the, the reality is they need him. And yeah. they need him to play at a high level if they're going to be able to reach their goals of the season, which is playoffs. And playoffs right now, uh, the, 
the window's very small. It's, oh, it's gotten smaller with yes. that loss to Houston yes. in yes. London now. No doubt. I mean, because right now you have what was a one and two division record. You have a uh, three and four conference record. And there's a lot of other teams in the AFC that are in a little bit better position than the Jaguars right now. No doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, <laughs> speaking of the, the shoulder and the clavicle and all, he said when he walks through metal detectors now, he beeps, going to the airport. He gets to meet some more people because he had some uh, hardware put in there to, to keep that clavicle together, which is uh, pretty interesting. Hey, Jackson DeVille's here as well uh, as we do Jaguars happy hour from the Upper West Club at TIAA Bank Field. <laughs> We're back in a moment. We'll have some special Jaguar player guests joining us. It's a care package event for St. Michael's Soldiers presented by Florida Power and Light. 200 volunteers, the entire Jaguars team expected up here tonight to uh, make care packages for deployed men and women of our armed forces. Pros versus G.I. Joe's event going on as well for video games on the other side. Uh, Jags players connected with active duty troops deployed stateside, 25 members of the Army and Navy over there. So a lot going on tonight. We're back with more in just a moment. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. The official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. There are a lot of SUVs on the road today, but many SUVs lack in sport and utility, not Ford SUVs. Because Ford SUVs offer intelligent four-wheel drive, not to mention ruggedness and versatility. Which means you can drive it like an SUV is meant to be driven. And you can drive it like a Ford. This NFL season, the pregame starts at Duncan for DD Perks members. Because this game day, Duncan is offering Jaguars fans a $1 medium hotter iced coffee. So don't just celebrate your team's success from the sidelines. Head to Duncan and start celebrating before the game even begins. You heard that right, Jaguars fans. Duncan is giving you some extra fuel to cheer on your team. So this game day, it's easy for you to get a kick before kickoff. The Jaguars in America run on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Limited one per member. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, 
we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour from the Upper West Club at TIAA Bank Field. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Leon Searcy. This is for St. Michael's Soldiers Care Package event. About 200 volunteers and then the entire Jaguars football team will be up here tonight loading care packages for troops deployed overseas. The Jags have the Colts this Sunday in week 11 at Lucas Oil Stadium. Some special guests joining us here in just a little bit as well. Our thanks to Jim Signorelli from St. Michael's Soldiers and Fields Cadillac for jumping on with us a little earlier in this game, or in this show, uh, this game coming up Sunday. The Jags and the Colts, and a huge swing game, obviously, in the division. Jags 4-5 and five if they win. They're all of a sudden in second place. It's a, a Colts team, though, that lost last week to the Miami Dolphins. They didn't have the quarterback. They didn't have a handful of receivers, and they somehow lost that game to Miami to, to kind of bring them back close to the Jaguars here. Jacoby Brissett's going to be back, but he does have a knee issue. That's obvious. He's on the report still. Um, when he's right, when he's ready, why is Jacoby Brissett successful? Well, I mean, if you look at him rating-wise uh, around the quarter with the quarterbacks in the National Football League, he's in the top half. We're, we're talking about a young player here, and he's the 12th-rated passer in the National Football League. Uh, and I think uh, not having him was certainly on display last week when they had Brian Horner at quarterback who fumbled the ball, had three interceptions. And if he had done anything, then uh, anything better than the horrific performance that he had, the Colts would have beaten the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he was terrible. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i talking world-class terrible <laughs> to the point where the fans were starting to beg for the third-team quarterback. Oh, boy. And that's not a good situation in Indianapolis. So, uh, Jacoby Brissett, I, I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback. I think that's he is a for them question. now. Well, yeah, well yeah, we, no, not yet. He's their starting quarterback. Okay. I think when you start talking about is he a franchise quarterback, uh, they have hopes that he can be the franchise quarterback because of the early retirement with Andrew Luck, but he has yet to prove that he can be that guy. But he's certainly shown that he has the potential to maybe be a franchise-type quarterback. Okay, didn't they give him $20 million at the beginning of the season? Maybe. I think they, yeah, they bumped his contract his deal. Since yeah, he was yeah. going to be the starter, but I don't know what it yeah. was value-wise per yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Indianapolis Colts are in the same position we're in. They're in the single elimination games, all right, moving forward. They can't afford to lose in the game. And like you said, the way Hoyer played last week, you had to do whatever you needed to do to get to get Jacoby out there for this game because the Jaguars and the, and the Colts are in a situation where Jaguars win, Colts lose. Now they're five and five. They're tied with us and the Titans. You know what I'm saying? So we're moving forward. All these games are that more important. And if you can have your quarterback in place, and Jacoby would say, I mean, he was what 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. About 64% completion. Like he was, like you said, like a lot of them said, he was probably on the top half as far as quarterback play goes. So they're, they're listen, they're playing with their best. We're bringing in our best. It's going to be a nice little clash. And whoever wins, we win. We're back in the thick of it. They lose. They we bring them down a notch or two. So it's going to be very interesting. I, I think it's a great challenge. 
for this Jaguars football team in Indianapolis from watching the film of the Colts. I, I think their defense a couple years ago, I, I thought talent-wise, it might have been one of the worst defenses in the National Football League. And I think Chris Ballard, their general manager, has done a pretty good job with drafting guys and also supplementing in free agency. I mean, heck, they added Justin Houston this past year. He's one of the best pass rushers in the National Football League. He's got, I believe, seven sacks for them. Uh, he's had, I think, a sack in five consecutive games. Uh, he was really dominant last week against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they're young. They're hungry. They play hard on defense. And then offensively, uh, look, he's done a great job of building that offensive line. He's added a couple guys through the draft last year, Braden Smith and obviously uh, the big man Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame last year, and he's an absolute beast, arguably one of the best guards that I've ever seen play the game. Ever. I mean, look, I mean, I'm not trying to, to be crazy here, uh, Leon, and, and you know offensive line play as good as anybody, but I have never watched film and have gone – I've got to watch a guard. There was one guy in the league that I watched a lot of when uh, when I turned the film on, and that was Larry Allen for the I Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and like, big, strong, yeah. make people look bad. And uh, and Larry Allen, as good as he was at guard, I mean, I mean he's a tremendous guard. He put him at tackle, he wasn't nearly as good. But at watching him at guard, he was incredible. And watching this, this young guard play football in Indianapolis is a lot of fun. And, Leon, yeah. when I watch film, I watch the play, and then I hit rewind, and I go back, and I watch Quentin Nelson every play. That's how good he is. Listen, I, I, I don't want to seem crazy in saying this, but Quentin Nelson, maybe like the first four, five, six games of the season, should have been one of the top fives as MVP. Now, I know that sounds crazy for offensive linemen. It does. But he is that dominating of a left guard. Like you said, when I only the only two guys I used to envy when I used to watch film that I wished I could block like was – Jonathan Ogden and Larry Allen. I used to watch them and be in awe at how menacing they were at the position. This kid, Nelson, as, as, as hard as it, from my heart saying another damn guy, is awesome. <laughs> this, this, this dude from jump is awesome. And just think about what they did. I, that, that shows you that you can bring in a character guy because the, the, the Colts' offensive line was terrible under Andrew Luck. Go back two years ago, two years they were ago, terrible. They were terrible. But you bring in a guy like this and his mentality and his mindset and his toughness, it becomes contagious on the offensive line. Because if you see him get down to business, you need to up your game up or he, you'll get called out. So that, this, it, there's no mistake why this offensive line is a lot better. And it has a lot to do with the fact that Nelson is there at left guard. And that's, that's you know, the focus point for the Jaguars in this game, and, and obviously one of the great keys is that you've got to stop the running attack, the rushing attack of the Indianapolis Colts and Marlon Mack. If you don't do that, if you allow Marlon Mack to become like Carlos Hyde was two weeks ago in London, you're not going to win this ball game. You've got to be able to stop the run and try to put as much pressure on a quarterback that has an MCL injury, put as much pressure on him as you possibly can. Uh, because the Jaguars' defense, we've seen, look, they, they had a three-week stretch to where they went against Cincinnati, the New Orleans Saints, and then the Jets to where they gave themselves a chance to win the game because they did a great job of stopping the run. If you don't do the same thing against this football team in Indianapolis, it'll be a tough day. But as we saw in those big games on the ground against this Jaguars defense, it only takes a missed assignment here. One guy out of position going too far, maybe trying to do too much. 
and boom, it's gone. It's uh, a house call. In a, in a perfect look, it, it, first of all, it, one guy can make a mistake, but it should never be a house call like what we're talking about yeah. because the play you're referring to, uh, Carlos Hyde breaks out the long run yeah, against yeah. the Jaguars in London. And it was a simple check, and then you have a defensive tackle that's sinking down into the A-gap, Ronnie Harrison, who's the safety, has to adjust. He doesn't. He misses his gap. And when he misses his gap, Carlos Hyde is out the gate and off to the races. You know, so when when you have an adjustment, a young player sometimes needs to hear that call. But you're getting better when the young player doesn't need to hear that call, and he automatically anticipates that call and is making the call in his own mind. He's not relying on somebody else to say, hey, JP, we're sinking the tackle. You are now in the B gap. You know, as a young player, when they start to get it, in their own mind, and they don't have to rely on somebody else to give it to them. That's when you start making progress, and the Jaguars aren't there yet with some of the young safety play. Uh, but I think that Ronnie Harrison's a pretty quick learner. Hopefully, he can get it because if you have plays like that with Marlon Mack, uh, again, it's going to be a long day. Yeah, and this team misses Marcel Darius as well. All right, because he he filled in those gaps, especially in the run game. Yeah. So they they they've just got to mix and match and get someone in there that's going to help them out. And Miles Jackson's got to play well. At this point in the season, the teams that can run the ball and stop the run are the teams that, that play well in November, December, you'll see in January. I think it's going to be a great challenge for the Jaguars in this game from, from the other's perspective in that they need to get their running game going, even though you have Nick Foles back in the lineup. You can't sit there and say, hey, we're going to roll Nick Foles out. We're going to throw for 300 yards, and we're going to score 25 points on the arm of our quarterback. You can't put that much pressure on Nick Foles. you got to have a, a good, solid rushing attack. You have to give the ball to Leonard Fournette more than 11 times, which Correct. is what you gave it to him in Houston. And then to have an effective running game, and it's a challenge because Indianapolis is pretty good against the run. Hold yeah. some of those thoughts. We're going to come back and hear from Leonard Fournette and uh, discuss the running game a little bit more for this Jaguars offense and see how they can continue to run the football down the stretch here. We're at the Upper West Club at TIAA Bank Field. St. Michael's Soldiers presented by Florida Power and Light. 200 volunteers, the Jaguars football team up here as well to assemble care packages. 1,000 of them to ship to deployed servicemen and women for the holidays. Fantastic event tonight also. Pros versus G.I. Joes on the other side. Jags players uh, playing video games with active duty troops deployed uh, stateside as well. Lots to come. It's Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Be the MVP of your next tailgate with the official wing of the Jacksonville Jaguars from Dick's Wings and Grill. Whether at the stadium or cheering from home, game day every day with Dick's 365 wing varieties, burgers, wraps, and more. And for somewhere to catch all the sports action, Dick's Wings and Grill's 23 area locations have been a local fan favorite for more than 20 years. For the best wings, ice-cold craft beer, and best fans, feed where the big cats feast. Visit dickswingsandgrill.com for a location nearest you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. 
The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like working outdoors and want better pay and benefits? Superior Fence and Rail is seeking full-time fence installers who can provide first-class customer service. Recognized as a best place to work on the First Coast, they'll train you to work with their professional team and provide you with all the tools you'll need to be a top-notch installer. Get off the fence. Call Superior Fence and Rail today and start your career. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com at ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. This Jaguar season, how would you like an all-inclusive air-conditioned suite for your tailgate? Mike Dempsey here for Party Shack. It's a turnkey setup that means no prep on your end. You can host clients, staff, and friends to catered food sponsored by Publix with a full bar, top deck roof lounge, and best of all, air-conditioned comfort with two TVs in each suite. So take your whole office or group of friends to the top-of-the-line Jaguars tailgate experience. Book your company's Party Shack suite right now at jacksvillage.com. jacksvillage.com. Things might not go away, but you gotta fight at the end of the day. Uh, we know we know what's at stake, what's, what's important right now. I think as a team, because uh, everybody bonding is, is greater than than I ever been, you know, since my three years here. You know, I think this team is a lot closer than any other team I played with. Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette today in the Jaguars locker room. Jaguars happy hour. Continues. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Leon Searcy. We're in the Upper West Club at TIAA Bank Field for the St. Michael's Soldiers Care Package event. 200 volunteers are here from the Jaguars and some other organizations around the building. And then the entire Jaguars team expected to show up tonight as well to help fill care packages to send to deployed troops overseas. We heard from Jim Signorelli earlier tonight from St. Michael's Soldiers and Fields Cadillac explaining the charity and what they do throughout the year, not only for deployed troops, but troops here stateside, first responders as well. Uh, some Jags players uh, scheduled to join us as well here on set, and uh, hopefully uh, here very soon we'll have some of those guys joining us and, and discuss what the night is. Uh, pros versus G.I. Joe's going on as well, the, the video game event on the <laughs> other side. Logs is infatuated with the video game. It's, pr it's pretty. I mean, they have it, you know, the big giant screens here in the club. Yeah. They're actually playing on that. And uh, there's a game going on right now, and it's the Jaguars against the Chicago Bears. Josh Lambeau just kicked a field goal to go up 30-7 to over the Chicago Bears. Wow, hammering them on, yeah. the on the road, huh? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's uh, I mean playing on these big giant – I mean, that's probably 
20-foot screen. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's pretty big. Pretty good stuff tonight. And uh, thank you for joining us here on Jaguars Happy Hour. We heard from Leonard Fournette there, and you almost went there last segment, but I stopped you. You, shot, you stopped me short. Be- because, I mean, obviously Fournette's had a very good season. The, the running game is there for the most part. But with Foles coming back, if they can open it up down the field some, do you guys think that can open up a little more for Leonard Fournette moving ahead? Well, I mean, sh- sure. Uh, I mean, Nick Foles, uh, and, I, and I was reading Frank Reich's comments this week, and he's obviously the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He was the offensive coordinator with Nick when they won the Super Bowl. And his comments about Nick when he got to Nick's ability to throw the football deep, and he was right. I thought he was pretty accurate, but, uh, but it was very revealing. He said that he thinks that, uh, and I'll read the quote to you because I wanted to make sure that I got it right when we talked about him there. He said he's elite throwing the ball downfield as a passer. Elite. Elite means that you're one of the top three, four, maybe five guys in the league at throwing the deep ball. And that's the level of respect that Frank Reich has for Nick Foles. So as a head coach of an opponent coming up, if he is expecting that, mm-hmm. then what is he doing? He's going to pull the safety back that's a little right. bit maybe and make sure that uh, Nick Foles doesn't have that elite throwing ability on a deep ball which may end up weakening that run defense a little bit for Leonard Fournette. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the best friend for uh, Nick Foles going into this game is going to be a good running game, like we talked about earlier. You can't have the blunt of all the pressure or the burden on Nick Foles with coming back from, you know, having played in two and a half months. So the offensive line, Leonard Fournette, you know, their ability to, to you know, I think the intermediate game, the short intermediate game for Nick Foles, I think to get into a nice little rhythm and lather will probably be essential going to the game. It's good that he does have the deep ball, but I'm pretty sure that starting off in the game, he's going to start with the short intermediate stuff. But the running game is going to be what's going to be essential. It's going to open up the lanes for him to try to take the shots down the field. So running the football, especially this time in November and December, is going to be essential to any offense because you don't ever want to be one-dimensional. Now, the other thing I think I'm, I'm looking forward to, when, when Minshew was the quarterback, we really saw the emergence of, of D.J. Chark because when Nick Foles was at the home before the injury, Chris Conley seemed to be kind of his favorite guy. And so with Nick coming back, hopefully he finds that he has two favorite targets because both of those guys have the ability to stretch the field, and so does Keelan Cole. You know, so... Uh, look, the Jaguars have some great speed at receiver. I mean, they really do. They have four legitimate guys that can take the top off a of defense. And my fourth guy, C.J. Board, in that equation, who's who's not active all the time, but when he is active, he can take the top off of a defense. And with a quarterback that has the deep ball ability like Nick Foles, it, it's going to be interesting to see how aggressive they are as, as an offense, you know, with him and that ability to throw the ball well deep. No doubt about that. Uh, speaking of going back to Fournette, uh, he was in the locker room today. We heard from him, obviously, earlier, and I asked him, you know, you're, this is the time of year where in the past couple of years you've been banged up a little bit or, you know, not things aren't going well. He's like, well I'm, I asked him, what's the difference this year? Well, well the good Lord and the, the training he did in the offseason to kind of get him back, back on track. He's keeping his weight down this year, and, and he mentioned those things, and his it's above mind. the shoulders his, too, his obviously. His right. Then I asked him, you know, has the weight thing really been that much? How much of a challenge has that been over the years? He's like, well, I get up in the mornings, you feel good. Sometimes you want to eat a cookie. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't do that anymore. He does better decisions for the football team, and I think that's a that's a maturing answer from Leonard Fournette. You know, 
I, I think he's done a tremendous job. And, Leon, you can point to all the training and all that that you want. But when a man's mind is right, it gives you the ability to perform at a higher level. And, uh, and Leonard Fournette clearly is performing at his highest level that we've seen yet. Does he have another level that he can reach? I hope so, uh, because uh, I saw some things when he was at LSU that made me just go, wow. And that's why yep. I made the comment a couple years ago that I thought he was a generational running back. Uh, but uh, I, I think that's been the biggest change in Leonard Fournette mm -hmm. is what, what's going on upstairs. Yeah, yeah it's maturity. And that tool you use between your two shoulders, your brain, uh, he's, he's doing that. He's making wise decisions, not only on the field, but off the field. And he understands uh, that his time in the NFL is short-lived, and you got to maximize each and every season. Before, because before you know it, me and Lodge know best, before you know it, this thing goes past you, goes by you. And the last thing you want is a player to have any regrets. You know, you don't want any regrets. And if he can control it, if he control his habits and stuff he does on and off the field, he continue to have these kind of years here, the kind of years that he's having year in and year out. Yeah, uh, Terry Rubisky. I mean, let, let's give him a little bit of credit too. I agree with that. And uh, and give the head coach some credit because Doug Marone was the one who instituted the change of letting the running backs coach go and then bringing in Terry Rubisky, a longtime coach in the National Football League who has ties to Louisiana. Oh, by the way, was one of the greatest players in LSU's history, I he believe. He was, absolutely. Okay, and yep. Leonard Fournette didn't even know who he was at first. And uh, and so I think the, the mutual admiration society has kind of started between Terry Rubisky and Leonard Fournette. And uh, and it's been really good for both of them. And you can, when you talk to Terry, you can tell that he's really enjoying coaching Leonard Fournette. And, and this offense without Leonard Fournette, I think, would, would be certainly a lot different. Uh, our our guest, uh, next guest coming up, we had Jim Signorelli earlier from St. Michael's Soldiers, but uh, everybody knows Avery Jones, Jaguars defensive tackle joining us here in the Upper West Club. Avery, how are you, sir? What's up? I'm good. I wasn't prepared for this such a professional setup right here. <laughs> this is professional. <laughs> you know Jeff Lagerman and Leon Searcy. Um, that's, I don't know if you guys have met or not. That's, nah, uh, Avery first time. Jones. Um, so here we are. I mean, this is an unbelievable event. A thousand care packages going out. I know you have military ties from your background, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, my mom and my dad were both Army. Uh, this kind of reminds me of when my dad went over to Iraq. We had a lot of uh, the uh, foundations that come on base and they have, like, supplies for families to get where it was here and then make little care packages to send to your dad's things like that so this brings back good memories so were you an army brat moving around from you know town to yeah, town, to town I, as a kid? I moved quite a bit i've been to turkey germany louisiana virginia i think i've been to like a france for like a hot minute but you know <laughs> now were you young when all this was happening so did you enjoy the experience or was like you met some friends for a year and then you had to leave and go to another country uh it truthfully was hard because oh, okay. i mean when uh, Jeremy and I got there, it was probably like from first grade to fourth grade. Mm -hmm. We know people, I, you know, kids I've been growing up with, and I had to leave there. And then after that, we moved to like three places year year after year. So I really couldn't really set no friends in. But I got lucky; my parents uh, retired as I was going to high school. So you know, I was able to grow up my high school friends. Let's have some fun here, Leon. You're a, a, a great right tackle, obviously, for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the early, say, yeah. early days. Yeah. You're one of the top 25 Jags of all time, right? I mean, come on. 
Avery Jones has been with this franchise, what, now seven years? The longest tenured Jaguar on the roster. Right, actively. I mean, how would you block Avery Jones? Okay, first of all, he's a one technique, all right? I was a right tackle. I know, so I'm I just saying. Face. I know, but in, in right. theory. So you're saying theory? Oh, yeah. let me see. Doesn't seem to have any weak points. I would have to, if I lined up against him, if it was like, uh, what was it called? Uh, they, uh, they don't have it anymore. Uh, Oklahoma drill. All right. So I will, <laughs> not I will, allowed to do that. Not allowed to anymore. anymore. No. I'm just saying. I'm saying. If me and Avery Jones line up each other at Oklahoma drill, I would find his weak points and my attack points before I got down, and then it would have been over. <laughs> oh. I'm not saying over. I didn't say he won or I won. Whoa. I just said it would be over. One, somebody's going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this big joke or me. Somebody's going for it. I'm just enjoying the conversation of me at end. I mean, I don't get that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's the funny thing is that every defensive tackle, nose tackle that I've ever known, they've always wanted to be a defensive end. There's no double teams out there. You know, shoulders <laughs> feel a little better. You know, back feel better. I agree. I, I they play longer, too, don't they? Yeah, way yeah, longer. Way long. I, I beg to differ. There was a game. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, uh, and you guys will laugh at this because it was, uh, I want to say it was in 1992. And playing the Raiders when, when they were in Oakland mm -hmm. for a little while. And uh, and I was a pretty good passer. I had 10 sacks in 91. And so 92, playing the Raiders out there at the L.A. Coliseum, they had a pretty good tackle. Uh, I believe his name was Gerald Perry, and he was he was a big, strong man. I remember Gerald. And, uh, and I was doing okay against him. And so I was, but they were playing the tight end on my side a lot. And they were running the counter load, which counter load is, you know, the I'm a five technique and the tight end blocks down, tackle, double teams me, and here comes the fullback, and then here comes the offside guard pulling around. And so in the second half, for halftime, I talked to the coach. I said, hey, can I flip to the other side a little bit? Because I'm getting a lot of double teams there. That way we kind of spread the, 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 the bruises a little bit. So the first play of the second half, I go to the other side of the formation, and the quarterback was Evans. He was playing at the time. He was an older quarterback, back up. He was in the game. And he looks around, and he goes, and he sees me over there, and he goes, check, 56. <laughs> check, 56. They change the formation, and here comes counter load to the other ah. side to me. I was like, oh, okay. It's going to be one of those. going to yeah. be one of those days. Yeah. Today. So, so to say that uh, defensive ends don't get double teams, because I had the tackle would block me, the tight end will come in and grab underneath the leg and then lift it, and then here comes the guard and the fullback hit me in the head as they were on their way through. Wow. Oh, I love those yeah. plays. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Avery. Um, obviously, it's a, a huge piece of the schedule coming up. Seven games to go. You guys don't look the big picture thing, but. The next two weeks, I mean, these are games this team's got to have, right? How is the feeling in the locker room this week coming off the bye, quarterbacks coming back, two division road games coming up? Mm, I mean, you know, spirits are high. We're coming off the bye week. Uh, guys come back with that refreshed bye week itch to get back uh, get back on out on a Sunday and things like that. But we know how big this game is. You know, we're going to take it one game at a time. And we know how we, you know, we match up against the Colts offensively and defensively. And uh, we know – really we just got to do our job i feel like all year when it came down to us and the games we we're close to we really beat ourselves so i feel like we go out there we you know we don't bs we're gonna be all right well for for you this week arguably one of one of your great challenges that there is all year long because avery you come back from that nice little break and you turn the film on and you see a guy by the name of quentin nelson might be the best guard in football right now and you're going to have to end up facing him and he gets a lot of a lot of pub 
for being one of the best guards in the league. He's a great challenge for you this week. He's one of those guys that likes to get movement. They like to run the football, and he's he's one of the reasons why they can run it. Oh, yeah. But, um, you just got to accept the challenge. I mean, when you see a guy like that, uh, that's when we see the talent when we turn on the film in, in our room, things like that, but it only gets you more excited. Go a guy uh, that has a, such a high standard in the lead to go out there and show what you can do, make a couple plays for yourself. I mean, to go on to this last stretch of the season be big. Yeah, as far as these last seven games, you know, unlike last year, you're four and five now. You're in the thick of things. Do you look at these last seven games as a challenge, or do you look at them as an opportunity? Uh, I say opportunity, because I feel like you know. We have, you know, with the mishaps of the first game, losing Nick and stuff like that, we really showed a team that could stay together and just didn't, you know, let this thing just get, get blown up. So I feel like the opportunity is with the AVC being so tight where we're at, we have the opportunity to really go on a run, take it one game at a time, and really set ourselves up for a wild card or hopefully better, you know, if we get lucky enough or anything like that. What is What has Nick Foles been like for you to, to kind of, experience in the locker room a quarterback that comes in from a different team and, and so many people talk about uh, some of his some of his confident humble ways and how he's made an, a big impact in the locker room what are your thoughts on him as a leader and as a quarterback of your team um you know uh I'll, you always hear good things about nick even before he got here but when he got here it was, was kind of funny to me because he seemed like a, a movie quarterback you know says the right things <laughs> when a speech is needed and the team needs to be talked to he's there to say at the right time it's never an overwinded speech it's straight to the point he's talking to the guys he's expressing how good we can be and how much he has you know a love for this team so i mean you go you know you go to battle with a guy like that any day so i mean we all feed off that energy we fed off the energy of how he was there to support garner you know, no matter knowing what the situation could have came out of that, things like that. So that's a guy you always want to fight with. Avery, good stuff. Uh, thank you for coming to join us here. Appreciate Enjoy you, the event tonight, man. It's oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank Avery God. Jones, always one of the go-to guys in the uh, Jaguars locker room. Back with more in a moment from the Upper West Club at TIAA Bank Field. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. I'm Jacksonville Jaguars General Manager Dave Caldwell. Did you know you can ride your bike to our home games and valet park it for free? That's right. Stop by our check-in tent sponsored by Alert Today, Alive Tomorrow, and an on-duty ZenCog bike professional will park your bike and ensure it's secured during the game. When the game is over, return your claim ticket to pick up your bike. For cycling safety tips, visit alerttodayflorida.com. Remember, Alert Today, Alive Tomorrow, because safety doesn't happen by accident. Go Jags! There are a lot of SUVs on the road today, but many SUVs lack in sport and utility, not Ford SUVs. Because Ford SUVs offer intelligent four-wheel drive, not to mention ruggedness and versatility. Which means you can drive it like an SUV is meant to be driven. 
and you can drive it like a Ford. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Be the MVP of your next tailgate with the official wing of the Jacksonville Jaguars from Dick's Wings and Grill. Whether at the stadium or cheering from home, game day every day with Dick's 365 wing varieties, burgers, wraps, and more. And for somewhere to catch all the sports action, Dick's Wings and Grill's 23 area locations have been a local fan favorite for more than 20 years. For the best wings, ice-cold craft beer, and best fans, feed where the big cats feast. Visit dickswingsandgrill.com for a location nearest you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience. So members can bank any way they want. Whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. We don't really worry about all that yet. We just worry about today. We can win this game in front of us. It gives us an opportunity to have a chance next week. So, you know, uh, it'll take care of itself, you know. Just you got to take care of our business, you know. We can, the playoffs are We have to win this goal, game. But, you know, we take care right now. We have to win this game. Heard it here first. First. Salute to Service Month continues. This is a St. Michael's Soldiers event. Filling care packages. A thousand packages going out to deployed personnel all around the world. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Leon Searcy, and Jaguars defensive end Josh Allen joining us on set. Mr. Allen, how are you, sir? I'm Leon Searcy here. I don't know if you're, you know, Jeff Lagerman. Hey, what's up? How you doing? What's going on? Uh, I'm feeling good, man. The days, you know, got done with practice. I go home, be with my family, you know, spend quality time on the couch. Uh, <laughs> it's so, important. You know, it's important. It's, it's good that you need to get that, you know, but. And I'm, I'm, I feel like we're doing good so far. How was, uh, how was your bye week? It was great. I got, you know, I got to spend a lot of time with my family. Um, you know, time that I normally don't get, especially on the weekdays. So, you know, just waking up to them, see what their routine is, is, uh, you know, it's kind of something I'm not used to. You know, yeah. I want to sleep in, but they're kind of up. So it's like. <laughs> I had to balance that out. Yeah, you, you, you had to buy by their rules, right? R really, though. Really, <laughs> I, I couldn't just sleep in like I imagined I was going to be. But you know, it's the prices of being a father. Hey, and uh, uh, being a, a young parent, you, that you, too. You start to learn to adjust. Is it when the youngins lay down and take a nap? You do too. Oh my god! But then it's like, <laughs> you know, when he sleep, that's my time. I can go do something by myself. Like you know, what I mean, I can watch TV. Finally, yeah. you know, what I mean, I could probably put my game, but then also I could study. So, you know, but, you know, it, 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 my wife helps me out a lot. She, you know, she let me have my time and, uh, you know, I appreciate it. How you feel mentally and physically? Because they always talk about rookies that come in. And usually you play 12 games in college. Yeah. You got to play 16 here. How are you 
How are you doing mentally and physically to go for this run the next seven games? Uh, I feel like mentally, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm the best I've felt since I started, like right now to this day. Mm -hmm. Like when we first got back Monday, I felt so good because there was stuff I was dealing with, you know, the stresses and all that, mm -hmm. that I had to vent to people, I had to talk to people because I was holding that in. But then when I let all that out and people was giving me their input, and people was telling me how to deal with it. Uh, you know, I was taking that in, and now I feel like I feel better. I feel like I can play faster. I feel like, you know, my mind's, you know, in, in, in dominating another opponent. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, like I said, so that's why I feel like I feel the strongest I feel. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you know the rookie record for Saxon one season? Here or? No, no, no. This in the NFL. 14. 14. I think it's 14. 14 and a half. half. 14 and a half. Curse. Javon Curse. Can you yes, go sir. get it? Oh yeah, that's I mean that's, right, right. that's one of the goals, you know what I mean. But that's not nothing. I'm like, I need to get that, or if I don't, I'm not going to be a good player. I'm, you know, I'm taking it game by game. You know what I'm saying? And you know, if it happens, it happens. It's mm -hmm. a huge accomplishment. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something that I want to do, but you know, that's not my end goal, man. Yeah, uh, so it's good to hear. One 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 of the things I think that uh, you talked about at the very beginning of the season that you have so many different people and resources to lean on for a rookie season. Uh, whether it be coaches, whether it be veterans, whether it be the strength coach, making sure you're staying up with taking care of your body, a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and I remember listening to how you talked about that early in the year. You said, look, I, I'm doing everything they tell me to do. Yeah, for sure. And that's got to help you at this point of the season with your body and how it feels. Yeah. I mean, I, to this day I still do because uh, every input is a good input. I feel like they're just here trying to help me. I don't know about, I don't know nothing about that. They know more than I do, so I'm going to listen to the experts. And, uh, you know, just I feel like, you know, I have my bumps and bruises just like every other football player. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I still go every Saturday, still practice every day. Uh, like, like there's nothing wrong with me. But when I get home, I feel all that. But, you know, that's just a football player. And that's, that's what I life. signed up for. That's life. So yeah. it is what it is. Josh Allen with us on Jaguars Happy Hour at the Upper West Club at TIAA Bank Field. Uh, big stretch of games coming up here, obviously. Division game on the road this week in Indianapolis. Uh, how has the feeling been in the locker room this week of a, of a, I don't know if it's a must-win field, but it's pretty darn close to that, Josh. I mean, uh, you know, I feel, like, I feel like once you get into that must-win, I feel like then that's when you start reaching. And I feel like, you know, once you get to reaching, then you start acting out of your character. Then you start acting different. Then you start playing different. So I feel like what Coach Marone, you know, I'm glad he said was, man, just take it day by day. You know what I mean? Let, let that happen. If you practice good, man, you're going to play good. So practice, you know, pra practice now. Practice like you're going to play in the game. And, you know, and, you know, and then I put that into my own words. And, and I feel like that's how guys are seeing it. And that's why I feel like, I feel like that's when we're going to grow. It's when we don't feel like it's a must win. We got to do it. We got to do it. And that's when you start making errors. Like, yeah. that, that's when you start, you know, overdoing things. And then, then if you overdo it, you're messing up the whole team. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, it's a must win. It is. But um, then again, it's like it's another game. And it's a game, you know, that we try to win every week. So, and plus it's a division game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, we just got to bring our A game and, uh, you know, execute. And we'll be all right. Uh, a division game against uh, against an opponent that wants to run the football. They've been pretty good at it. It's a great challenge for you guys. Their offensive line's a pretty good unit. I mean, yeah, you know, we, we're pretty good. You know, we're a pretty good unit too. Uh, so, you know, we, uh, we so we got to let people know that uh, you know we're going to get a good off we're going to get a good offensive line. 
and we feel like we're one of the best defensive lines. So we put we put the pressure on us. You know what I mean to 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 stop the run. You know what I mean like the safeties, the you know linebackers of course are in it, but like we put it we put that to us to stop this run and. You know, it's all up to us. I feel like this game, the front seven as a whole, it's all up to us to stop this game. And, uh, you know, we, we've been practicing it. We've been, you know, looking really good. And, you know, we'll know on Sundays. So practice has gone well this week, to your point earlier. Yeah. I mean, every day you kind of focus on that day at hand. Mm -hmm. How has the week been just in general? I mean, it, it, so far so good. Uh, I feel like it's not even about, like, making a lot of plays. It's just about being consistent every day. Yeah. And, like, you know, if you had a great practice yesterday, I feel like you should come out and have a great practice today, just being consistent. And, you know, and I feel like guys have been doing I feel like I have been doing I feel like Kalej, Jan, you know, Miles, guys like that have been consistent with their practices and with their plays. And, you know, that's, that's what makes you a good team. And, you know, and, you know, that's just what we got to do. Love it. Uh, how about the event here tonight? St. Michael's Soldiers, care packages for troops, uh, 200 volunteers, the entire Jaguars team. And on the other side, pros versus G.I. Joes and video games. This is pretty cool, Josh. They have to hold the team up here helping out with the troops. Don't yeah. forget about the fair. You know, you can <laughs> look outside and see the fair, you know what I mean? So, but, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity for us to interact with the fans and interact with the soldiers and, you know, know that we're here for them. And, uh, you know, Jacksonville's real big on the soldiers and helping them. And salute to the soldiers. Is that what it's called? Salute to service. Salute yes. to service. Yes. And, yes. you know, and, and that made me more more active, more, being more proactive to it and want to help out as much as I can. And uh, just being here, spending time with them is, is also great. And sending them care packages, writing them letters is something that they can always hold on. Well, not the candy, but the letter, <laughs> they can always hold on to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's. It's just awesome to be a part of. And you guys have special practice jerseys, right? I mean, I know, man. I don't like it, man. It's kind of big. Uh, oh, 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 no, oh, I no, 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 I'm sorry. The I'm camouflage jerseys. Oh, yeah, I like practice, those. That's right? dope. That camouflage is. numbers. I wish we could have them all all year. Uh, I, I really like it, you know. But um, we know next week we're back to normal, so you can't get too comfortable with them. <laughs> That's right. But the pictures that we got, you know, they're really good. Pictures. And they'll be auctioned off for uh, charity for the Jaguars Foundation coming up really? in a little bit. Yeah, how about that? So you might can, uh, you know, yeah. pony up a little jersey. You can buy your own. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. That's okay. up to you. I'm sure know. he can arrange to get a, a replica. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. Uh, Josh, good stuff. Uh, good luck to you this week. Let's Thank get you. a W in Indianapolis. Yes, how about sir. that? Yes, sir. Josh right, Allen, Josh. Jaguars <laughs> defensive end, joining us here on Jaguars happy hour. Last couple of minutes here with uh, Leon Searcy and Jeff Lagerman. And uh, as we've said with all those guys, uh, thank you, Josh. Josh Allen uh, joining us. Avery Jones, Jim Signorelli earlier. Huge swing game for this Jaguars team. If they win this thing, here, here we are, second place. No matter what's happening with Houston at the top, they've got a tough game, by the way, against the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens this week. And this thing could swing the right way. Well, last week was an opportunity to gain control of your own destiny. And, and you lost that. Yeah. Now is to maintain your hope uh, in your playoff lives to, to keep it alive. And so uh, it's an important game. It's a, and obviously Josh doesn't want to put the emphasis about being in a must-win game. But, man, it's about as big as it can get. Huge, Leon. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's good. Unlike last year, this team was on a five-game losing streak last year. Now you got a game of relevance. This, this, is a, this game this Sunday is relevant. If the Jaguars want to stay in the hunt and the possibility of moving forward in the playoffs, they got to have this win on Sunday against the division. 
Leon, we'll talk to you on you Sunday. It. Leon Searcy, big right tackle joining us. Of course, uh, Jeff Lagerman. Uh, stick around for those on our uh, network here. We'll have the uh, Doug Marone Show. Head coach Doug Marone will join us in the Upper West Club as well. Thanks to our entire crew and uh, the folks here at St. Michael's Soldiers. For everyone involved, I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll see you next time. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.